Hey everybody, welcome to a new year on On The Upbeat. I'm your host, Radford James Phoenix, and I'd like to welcome you to a more grown-up, a more mature On The Upbeat. No more cringe-inducing intros, no more hilarious dad jokes, just real, grown-up, non-cringy ska discussion. Wait, I'm getting a, getting a message from, from Matt. Just a second, everybody. Uh, yeah, don't do that intro about the guy who said our intro was cringy. That was just one guy. Don't let it bother you so much, RJ. Thanks, Matt. Well, if that's the case... Today, we're going to get some medical advice from Dr. Ringting. Stay tuned. Welcome to On the Upbeat. I'm Matt. How you doing, everybody? How you doing, Matt? Uh, we're back, bitches. That's it. We're back. <laughs> Don't um, call our listeners bitches. They'll never join the Patreon. Now. Oh, oh no. Um, sorry. Welcome, uh, nice human beings. There we go. Um, you don't so, sound like an alien at all. <laughs> nope. Um, just so you know, um, you saying and I'm I'm R J Phoenix. Uh, it's gonna be kind of low. I forgot to turn you all the way back up. I'm sorry. Oh well. Geez, not too bad because I said that really loud. <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> when I said it, I was just like, "Whoa, somebody drank their coffee while they were away on break." I just, yeah, I think we're, I think we're both excited to be back and and doing this. You know, first when we kind of take the when we're kind of done for the year, I was like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> like it's a break from rj oh my gosh no it isn't it's it's the the act of preparing it like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the just every day i'm kind of like trying to look at stuff and you mean you just don't uh sit down at 5 30 or let it rip for an hour and a half and then you're done sure i mean that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah but so no Matt it is hates me <laughs> no um but it is good to be back yeah um yeah, so uh, RJ, how did you spend your time away? Uh, oh, geez, uh, well, went out to uh, the in-laws uh, on Christmas Eve because they live they live uh, relatively local now, as opposed to you know outside Chicago. <laughs> uh, and uh, that was that was nice. Uh, kept up with uh, my family back home. Kept up uh, with my best friend. I think uh, me and him. You know, you know how it is when you've had a friend for like fifteen years mm-hmm. and then. You move across the well, not even fifteen years longer than that. Geez, because I've been in LA for fifteen years. Basically, I've known this cat. His name's Tim. Tim J. I've known him for so long, uh, and and uh, yeah, it was like you know, family stuff happens, blah blah blah, and just kind of lost touch over these. I mean, he's come out to visit. He's a great guy. Um, met up in Vegas a few times, but you know, I'd say we haven't been talking as much as we usually do for the past couple of years, and then. Uh, then I would say over this uh, extended three weeks that we've had off here, 
me and him have really gotten back in the groove and I've really been appreciating uh, my old friend, Tim J. He's, he's the coolest. Awesome. That's so cool. that, and of course, you know, Christmas, opening gifts, uh, two of my gifts for my wife, ordered ahead of time, way ahead of time on one of them. Uh, one got here two days after Christmas and <laughs> the other one, it gets here, uh, apparently it's supposed to be delivered tonight. Oh um, uh, yeah, January tenth. That's the one I ordered in February. Um, so wow. yeah, so it, it's uh, and there were the two you know higher ticket like items sure. for her, and she didn't get them on time. And it wasn't me being an asshole ordering late, hoping like, oh, I hope the mail fucking <laughs> rushes it. No, I I had Christmas so guarantee. Like, I have a receipt. Look, I ordered yeah, it. <laughs> I had Christmas guarantee on the one that came a couple days after Christmas, and then the other one is supposed to be done in October, but there is all kinds of delays with the shipping crisis and all that. Sure. So, but I let her know what they were, and she was looking forward to you know until they arrived. Yeah. So it turned out okay. I didn't get put in the doghouse. I was up front. I didn't even have to show the receipts so that I was not a fuck up. She believed I was not a fuck up, which I wasn't this time. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it was it was a pretty fun Christmas. Awesome. And uh, good New Year's. How did you spend your time off, Matt? Um, let's see. I spent my time off uh, talking to my kids about possible gun attacks at school. Oh, uh, fun. <laughs> uh, having having some random guy hit on my wife. And, oh hey, and I, you know, <laughs> and getting a and getting a COVID test. So good times. So yeah, yeah. Like, I got I got a COVID test before I went over to my in laws. We all got COVID tests before we came together for dinner. So, uh. um, the uh, to give a little context to some of these. Um, so the basically the day before the kids like last day the yeah the night before the kids last day at school. There was all this talk online about this, like, quote-unquote, TikTok challenge of, like, bring a weapon to school day. (laughs) And, yeah, I know. That's horrifying. Yes, it is. And, you know, you see stuff like that, and you kind of know that most of it's just talk and nothing's going to happen. But given the context of, like, what has happened the last 20 years... um, you really don't want to, you know, look at gift don't take the chance. Yeah, you don't want to, yeah, be wrong. Yeah, so, not, not with the weapons. No. <laughs> so the night before, you know, we got we got an email. Like, so much so the school district and the police departments were all, like, connecting and talking. Wow. So, so we got a email from the kids' school basically saying, you know, school's still happening tomorrow, but please talk to your kids about... You know, this kind of stuff and all that. So we sat down with the kids and just said, look, you know, if whether tomorrow or any other day, if someone shows you a weapon, whether it's a knife or a gun, um, walk away and go yeah. tell someone. And, Jeez, yeah. you know, um, and, uh, you know, and these kids right now are young enough to not have that you know, no stitching mentality that teenagers yeah. tend to do. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lucky enough. So, you know, and so things went off, you know, without incident and nothing happened and all that stuff, but it's still not really how you want to start a holiday. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, 
you know, so then there's the guy that hit on my wife. My wife. Yeah, had... that must have been flattering. <laughs> sure. At the end, you're like, she's on mine, Buster. <laughs> well, I, so like I wasn't there when it happened. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> That's always the best. And so Megan is out. Um, she was out food shopping. And I, for, I don't remember how close to Christmas it was, but <laughs> it's some... they call it now food shopping. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm just saying she was at the grocery store. Oh, grocery shopping. Okay. This is you talking like an alien again. She, she, the human was food shopping. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so she was grocery shopping. She was basically loading up the car with her groceries. Yeah. And a guy come up, came up and just like, I just wanted to tell you that you're, you're really beautiful. Keep in mind, she still has her mask on. Oh, all right. So, um, and not that my wife isn't beautiful with a mask on, but it's like, yeah, I don't let's know. You watch can't how see the whole. Stepping around this one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You can't see the whole face. Yeah. Um, but uh, so she's like, "Oh, thanks." And she kind of just, you know, goes back to putting stuff in the car. And he he then asks her, "Hey, do you want to get a drink sometime?" She's like, "Oh no, I'm married." Then he proceeded to give her his business card. Oh yeah. After after yeah. being told that she was married. Yep. Uh, and I have the business card. So what should should we call this guy right oh. now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, fuck it. Put, put it in the show notes. <laughs> uh, I Maybe the email might be a little bit nicer. No, but it's just like, it's just, uh, I can't. I mean, look, walking up to someone, telling them they're attractive and then asking them out. Yeah. I I get it. Like, I'm never that. I was never that forward of a guy. Usually, oh, not till my twenties, but yeah, yeah, I understand. Usually, I would know a person before I asked them out. Like it really wasn't. I would. I never really went to. Like I didn't go to bars and just randomly walk up to women. So um, that just wasn't my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, but then to hear that she tells you no and that she's married, and then you persist, and I'm like, ah, oh, come on, dude. Like, help us out here. Like, stop, give, stop giving guys <laughs> He's a bad. Definitely not a high quality guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, and I forgot the best part. He actually did ask her to like. I don't remember where this happened in the story, but he did ask her to remove her mask. So. She, oh wow! Get a better look at her. <laughs> yeah. What a weirdo. Yeah, exactly. So weird. So what cringy. a weirdo. So then the then I so I got a COVID test. Yeah, And it wasn't because I was suspicious that I might be sick. I wasn't feeling sick. Yeah. I didn't have any symptoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though, actually, it did sort of start. We were laying in bed. It was kind of late at night. And uh, it gets cold. And so, like, I so I was laying in bed, and I started to, like, sniffle. And Megan's, and Megan's like, oh, you should go yeah. get a COVID test. Go but, get a COVID test. <laughs> but then the next morning, I wake up, and I don't feel anything. There's no sniffle. It's gone. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's just the way, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I still went, and yeah. you know they stick that thing up your nose, which is uh -huh. is not comfortable. Um, no, no, it's not. It's not even like slightly like it just makes me feel like I want to sneeze. Um, <laughs> but uh, so then, so then the test came back and it was inconclusive. So I have to go again. <laughs> but then, <laughs> and Megan was like, "Well, you know, you don't if you don't really want to go." There's no reason for you to go. We don't think you're sick. 
You haven't yeah. been in contact with anyone that we know is has COVID. Yeah. So it's really up to you. And I'm like, I'll still go through it because, like, I don't know. It's fine. Might as well. Might as well just get tests for the because yeah, I have been out in the public and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so I I but here's the funny thing is, the first time I just walked up and they gave me a test. Yeah. Um, at this uh, at our community center near where I live, and uh, then I show up the next time because they were they're only open like Tuesdays and Thursdays, so the next I go in the next time I I can. And they're like, oh, now you need an appointment. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so I had to like make an appointment. And I, so this coming Wednesday, I think it is, I have an appointment um, to let them stick more things up. Did they, more things up my nose. Did they give you the option to do it yourself? No. This <laughs> I've had uh, three and not once have I had the option to do it myself. Yeah, they, they asked, when I did it, they asked me if I wanted to do it myself. And I'd watched several other people like in line ahead of me do it and like go through it. And I'm like, I didn't see him. Was he just being lazy for me? Like, (laughs) I don't understand. Like, like, this guy looks like he has it together. I trust him. He can do it. I'm like, I'm like, no, I want you to jam that object up my nose. And so, um, you but need to earn your paycheck buster that I'm not paying. I don't know who's paying you the government, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, and of course, you know, um, so I'm going to go get a COVID test and I got a booster shot today. Um, and um, so, yeah, but you know, Christmas time was fine Good. and uh, I got a cool. Well, okay. So I, so my wife got me the same jacket. She got me uh, a couple years ago. Okay, but and now she's looking over my shoulder, and even I. But she got it. <laughs> so she a couple of years ago she gave me this cool jacket, and the intention was to like put patches on it and stuff like that. And I yeah, yeah. never really did. So she took this. Um, she went out and bought a few patches. So like there's Superman and Kermit and you know a bunch of Batman stuff on it. Um, and Megan's gonna show you, uh, even though the listeners won't understand. Oh hey. So there's this. Uh, I have this old MXPX shirt. She, she's trying to put it <laughs> over my She made head. it into a backpatch. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, what's funny is, so, like, um, it's like they combine the front and the back of the T-shirt to put it. So, the main oh, cool. square is the back of the shirt. Yeah. And the little, the MXPX logo guy that's on the motorcycle, the moped, or the Vespa. Yeah. And, um, uh is actually the front of the shirt. So they sewed it on. So um, it's cool. And um, yeah, it looks very cool. Yeah. And uh, she's like, you know, and you never even wear it all that much. I'm like, cause we live in Southern California. <laughs> like even when it's cold, it's not that bad. So, yeah. um, but this winter has felt like cold. So I have actually worn it a couple times. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and, uh, got some comic books that the kids got me. Um, oh, anything good? Um, the one thing I'm definitely excited to read is uh, Batman and uh, the White Knight. Yeah, oh. that's good, dude. So it's the second one. I can't remember the name, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I enjoyed that one, too. I read all those. As well. I, yeah. I, uh, I have the first one. I got it a couple years ago. Nice. Um, and then I got the, the, I guess, the sequel. Um, yeah. 
I, I think there's going to be a wider line sooner or later. Oh, yeah? yeah. I think there is just a Harley Quinn miniseries on her character as well yeah. that just came out. Cool. Uh, it just wrapped up recently. I can't keep track sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then, you know, we stayed in pretty much both hol- both holidays, both Christmas Day and, and uh, New Year's Eve and stuff like that because, you know, COVID. Yep. <laughs> and, Same. And uh, anyone we would have felt safe with um, kind of was kind of feeling the same overall. Like, eh, we probably really shouldn't risk anything. Yeah. Um, but um, so, yeah. All right. Enough of <laughs> our stupid lives. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> we're dumb. Let's get into some ska news. And uh, let's talk about ska. Here we go. Rude girls and rude boys, too. Yes, Scott. Oh, news. man, I, I love that jingle that that <laughs> uh, dang it wrote us. It's been so long since I've heard it, and it is so good. Yeah, it's awesome. So in Ska News, first up, we have the band Late for Life. They're from San Diego, California. They're a Ska core band. Late for Life have a new album, Boxford, hitting streaming services on February 1st. You can also get the EP on their Bandcamp page right now. Yeah, it so, came out on January 1st on their Bandcamp. Yep. So I want to play a clip for you oh, nice. um, uh, from the song Hometown Pride. And uh, let's check it out right now. Here we go. song that's good stuff that yeah. is good stuff uh i've listened to the whole uh album on their Bandcamp page it's pretty good and uh you should definitely check it out you can check it out and download it now on their Bandcamp page like i said uh the band is called late for life and uh so apparently i'm a terrible person and not, no you're not and i believe i met some of the members of the band because uh, they messaged me about you know, this coming out and stuff like that. And then they messaged me a picture of our sticker on their guitar case. And I was was like, Oh, how did you get that? Cause there, there've been a couple, couple different ways. I don't know if it was ska box. Cause we have something in, in there. Um, 
and uh, Half Past Two and a couple other artists ha- I've put stick hat have had put stickers in their merch. Yeah. So I asked, and he's like, "Oh, I met you at Bruskaska," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm a terrible person." Um, I I just have dad brain. That's it. It's the only. Yeah, thing. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So next up. Stubborn Records. RJ, can you tell us a little bit quick history about Stubborn Records? Oh, you didn't even prepare me. Jeez. Stubborn Records is, oh my gosh, it's a New York label run by uh, King Tiango, uh, who, man, everyone's been on Stubborn Records. I think it was a recording studio first. Um, Stubborn All Stars became a record label. Um, it's been going on for decades. In fact, it's been going on for 30 years. Yes. So that's what we're going to talk about here in Ska News. Stubborn Records is celebrating their 30th anniversary with a compilation spanning the label's prolific discography. The compilation has songs from Joker's Republic, The Slackers, Big Big D and the Kids Table, Dr. Ring Ding. Uh, He gives great medical advice, I heard. Uh, (laughs) Smoke and Mirrors and so many more. Oh, yeah. A lot of people you've heard on this show are been talked about on this show. Uh, you can get the full compilation from Stubborn Records Bandcamp page. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, I wanted to listen to this track, take uh, a clip of this track from Big D and the Kids Table. The song's called Rock Steady. Now, I was trying to look up the original artist. That's Chris I, Murray. Chris Murray. That's what I thought. I, yeah. But it just it's one of those songs to me that sounds like it. I was kind of worried, like, if I say it's Chris Murray and then I'm going to find out that it's like some older, you know, Jamaican. Uh, as far as I know, this is just a Chris Murray song. Uh, yeah. This goes back to one of his, uh, I think, the uh, Shoreline Chris album era, yeah. like right when he first moved to California from Canada. Yeah. All right. So let's check out Big D and the Kids Tables version of Rocksteady. song yeah it's 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 one of those songs been around for so long like i consider it kind of a classic in its own right and uh big d did a did a good cover yeah. of course i like most big d covers and some people tell me i'm wrong a lot of people didn't like their rancid or their hepcot covers and i think they're both genius so <laughs> what do i know what do you know indeed <laughs> um also i should tell you uh not that this is scotty's technically but uh I actually finally, it's kind of stupid that I didn't order it earlier, but I finally ordered the new Big D in the Kids Table record on vinyl. 
So, Ooh, yeah, no, I got mine in the mail a while ago. I pre-ordered <laughs> that sucker. I uh, I ordered it over the weekend, and I got, nice. an, I got an email today that it shipped. Yay! Yeah! So hopefully it'll be here soon. All right, next up, we have Tape Girl. Uh, on, yeah! On January 11th of this year, uh, Scott Punk International Records announces the release of the Tape Girl and Peach Rings collaboration single, My Boy... Um, Twin Fantasy. The single will be released on all streaming platforms, including Bandcamp and Spotify, on January 11, 2022. Uh, My Boy Twin Fantasy is a cover of the 2018 Car Seat... Uh, car Seat Headrest. Head, car Seat Headrest song um, by the same title. The cover reimagines the original song into a ska... Song that covers many ska's subgenres from rock steady to ska core. Tape Girl and Peach Rings have previously collaborated on the Peach Rings song um, Trans Gentrification Beam. Oh, cool. I think that's how you say it. Transgenderfication beam, yep. Transgenderfication beam, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, let's check out this new cover from Tape Girl uh, featuring Peach Rings called My Boy. Let's check it out right now. Mr. Worldwide. Uh, that's a happy tune right there yeah 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 i i enjoy uh tape girl quite a bit yeah um i i have also started to become acquainted with with peach rings who i've been enjoying uh first time i think i heard peach rings is when tape girl covered one of their songs and uh Carsey headrest is, is a fun band uh fun indie rock band they're big they might be giants fans so they win points <laughs> with me right there awesome uh, is there anything uh, that's coming out recently that you um, have? Oh my gosh, Matt! So you mentioned one of one of the various artist compilations full of Scott acts that have come out <laughs> this month so far. Um, so we we have the previously mentioned uh, uh, Stubborn Records Volume One, um, still stubborn. Uh, there is also a tribute album to ME330 that just came out, which is going to be part of my uh, pick of the week. Right. Um, 
Then there is also a Blink-182 compilation, which right. has a whole bunch of ska bands on it. And then there was the four-disc set Viva Songs of Freedom that came out through Specialized Project Records that is just all ska covers of like protest songs throughout the years. Um, and a host of great bands is on there. Prize Fighters is on there. You heard them on the show. Uh, uh, Sergeant Skag is on there too. Um, so right there, you got three, four really good uh, compilations full of ska, ska artists that, yeah, you know, you should probably check out. <laughs> awesome. All right. Oh, oh sorry. One more. You'd, I'd be very remiss if I did not mention uh, Rhoda Dakar, formerly of the Body Snatchers and the Specials, put out a uh, cover version of The Man Who Sold the World by David Bowie mm. uh, earlier last week. And it is fantastic. You should check it out. Awesome. There we go. That's I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we head out of Ska News, we've got a couple things. Um, so as many of you probably know, we have a Patreon so uh, you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash ska. And if you sign up, it costs $4 a month. And what you get for that is you get at least two bonus episodes and you get access to our private Facebook page. Um, those two bonus episodes, I do one that is basically called Going Deep with Matt, where I sit down with an artist and we go deep into one of their songs. We talk about the writing, the recording, the lyrics... Um, maybe some interesting story behind why the song was written. And, uh, you know, if, you know, we, unlike, uh, so we've done a couple different artists. We've done a bunch of artists so far. Like, so we have previous episodes with Hooray for Our Side, Half Past Two, uh, Bite Me Bambi, Flying Raccoon Suit. Um, oh my gosh, my brain is farting right now. Um, Joystick. And I feel like I'm leaving someone out, but th those are a bunch of bands um, that you can get right now that are available. And even though I'm behind, I should have had an episode up uh, this last Friday. Yeah, you'll get it up. I've been known to get my episodes up a week late, too. But I can't. And I and I never, until unless I have it actually recorded, I never want to say. Um, but I do have quite a few people lined up that I am very excited that uh, said yes and because nice. uh, like when we took a break, like my brain shut off and I yeah. and I kind of let it slip through the cracks, but I'm very excited and uh, about some upcoming ones that we're doing. So please. Nice. Uh, so and RJ does one with um, our boy Gary from the Backyard Superheroes who we read comics and we talk about comics. Yeah. So, so they fun. talk about comics and hopefully in the future, they'll get some ska people on. Yeah. 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 We can, we have a bunch of people we want to ask. Uh, our big problem right now, maybe scheduling. Yeah. Uh, and so it's hard when me and Gary have schedules that are busy to try to get somebody else in on that. Um, mm -hmm. But the goal is always to have more guests. Uh, so far we've just had Matt on. Yay. <laughs> I'm important. Yeah, uh, it's quite. So quite if you love ska and you love comics, you'll want to check. Both of these shows out. They're... If you like Gary in general, you'll love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, very Gary. So please sign up for our Patreon. It really does help, um, you know, with some behind the scenes cost of the show. You know, Zoom is not free and we do, do Zoom to record for everyone. Um, we have to pay a hosting site and we just like to do cooler things in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, that that really helps support the show and and support our time um but yeah and then next up if you know what maybe you and also here's the other thing 
if you don't want to um, sign up for Patreon because maybe you think you won't listen to the episodes, um, or you don't want to do a monthly subscription thing, you actually can go on our Patreon page and actually just give a donation. So just a one-time donation, you can do that. Another thing is if you want to help the show out, we have t-shirts for sale. Um, you can, uh, basically you buy a t-shirt and that some of the profit goes to us. There's also, so there's a black one and a red one and we have a coffee mug and we have a tote bag. Uh, that's just some of the stuff we've lined up so far. Uh, hopefully in the future we'll do some more shirts with slightly different logos. Right now it's just the main on the upbeat, you know, logo. And, uh, yeah, that's just different ways you can help the podcast. Uh, of course, you know, if money's tight, we totally understand. You can really help the podcast also by sharing it with all your friends on social media. Uh, you can now rate and review us on Spotify, and you couldn't before, so now you can. So um, make sure you rate and review us wherever you can, wherever you listen, whether it's Spotify or Apple Music or anything else that lets you rate the podcast you're listening to. Please rate and review us. That really helps um, us get more attention and get in front of more people's ears. And uh, yep. we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. All right. So, speaking of Gary from Backyard Super No, no, not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gary is actually going to be joining the On The Upbeat team. Now, he won't be an official, actual co-host in the way that Gary, uh, RJ and I are. Uh, so, he won't be here every week. But he will. He, he we are calling him a ska correspondent. That means um, correspondent. Correspondent. Nah, it's <laughs> no, terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> ska, ska correspondent is much better. So he'll file stories like uh, we're about to play you one in a second, uh, where he's going to tell you about a band that um, existed in the early two thousands that maybe people didn't know about. Uh, that segment is going to be. Uh, here today ska tomorrow and uh in the future he may have some other segments um that'll be a segment he'll probably run with for a while um and he also may fill in with rj and i on yeah. uh if one of us can't be here or just wants mm -hmm. a break or we may just bring him in whenever he's available uh, yeah this um, year's the year of the gary yes so gary is joining the on the upbeat team and He's part uh, of the family. Yep. Even more now than he was before. Yep. So we are... Let's check out Gary's story right now. Here we go. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's your boy, Gary, and I'm here with Here Today, Ska Tomorrow, where I'm going to talk about some lesser-known ska bands that you may not have heard of, but I love, and you should really check out. So today we're going to talk about the band The Barrymores from Winnipeg, Canada. The Barrymores were formed in the year 2000 and actually consisted of members of other previous ska bands, the Racketeers and Grandpa's Army. So like they were kind of like a ska supergroup up in Canada, which was really cool. Uh, the band members for the band were Ian, Devin, Rob, Dare, Danny, and singer Jolene. So they formed in the year 2000, ended to the end of the year 2000, and released their first demo, which was appropriately titled Kill All the Ska Kids. I really like that title. That's super fun. And that led to them being signed by Bacteria Buffet Records, which was actually run by Matt Henderson, a fellow Canadian ska band, the Royal Winnipeg Porn Orchestra. Um, other bands in the label were The Wedgwoods and Holata Milka. Canadian ska bands all have awesome names, as you can tell. 
So the six-piece band, which had a full rhythm section and two-piece horn section of a trumpet and trombone, then recorded their self-titled album called The Barrymores in 2001. And this album is um, super fun. It's high energy. It's a little uh, it's a little rough in the recording, as, as most bands' first albums usually are. And it's a little silly. Um, some of the song titles are Up the Bum or My Girlfriend's Got Bigger Balls Than You. But overall, it's a super fun album. I really enjoy it. And you can see where the band was headed. And where they were headed was to a terrific follow-up sophomore album, All Nighters, which they released in 2004. This is a quintessential ska rock, uh, kind of third wavy, um, more polished album than their self-titled debut. And definitely the album I'm going to recommend you check out by this band. Every song in this album is super catchy, has a big guitar riff, has a really catchy horn line, and Jolene's uh, vocals really shine on, on most of the songs as well. Um, there's some great singles that have been that were on this album, including uh, Why So Much Hatred and By The Way I'm Not Your Girl, um, which, again, great songs there. Their last album was New Invasion, released in 2006, which leans a little bit on the heavier side, not as much upstrokes as uh, All Nighters, but definitely big on the, the big guitar riffs and the horns are, are still prevalent. So still a super fun album there. While they were a band, they released the song Happy Hour, which was on the Still Standing compilation, which I know I've talked about on the show before, um, which was four discs of about 30 songs per disc, over 120 songs of um, underground ska bands in the year, I think it was the year 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. Um, but they had the song Happy Hour, which is where I actually first heard of them. They also released their song Can't Stop the Rock um, on the soundtrack for the Disney Channel original movie Radio Rebel. So track that down. It's a really awesome song, too. Unfortunately, their drummer, Devin, died in a snowmobile accident in March 2007, which caused the band to call it quits. And they played their last show, which was a tribute show to Devin in May 2007. Um, so that's a little bit about the Barrymore's. Like I said, they're, they're super high energy, fun. If you like big, big guitar riffs and super poppy horns and awesome vocals, definitely check them out. I recommend their album All Nighters. And I want to just play a clip right now of the song, By the Way, I'm Not Your Girl. Thanks. That is super awesome. Thank you, Gary, for that. Thanks for telling us about the Barrymores. Yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't heard Last of them. That's from the past, man. I haven't thought about them in years. Yeah, so we appreciate uh, Gary doing a little bit of a deep dive on them. 
you know, I kind of, Gary and I were passing around ideas and I just kind of thought of this idea. I think we'd kind of talk about something similar before. I think, you know, because we always talk about bands in the 90s and we talk a lot about the bands now, right? And probably 2016 on, you know. But what about those bands that kind of like when Ska, quote unquote, died, but they still yeah, kept that Ska kinda, thing? Ska didn't die. Yeah. Stop paying attention. So fools. So that's that was kind of the idea for that little segment, and uh, we'll hear more from Gary as the time goes on. And uh, yeah, we appreciate and we're excited to have Gary part of the team. Um, yeah. So next up, we wanted to talk about um, RJ and I put out our list of our, our ska favorites of 2021, and we kind of wanted to go over those. Uh, in case you didn't see that on social media f- for whatever reason, and uh, maybe maybe sort of give a little bit of opinion of why we pick those over other things. Um, so I guess defending our ska picks of 2021. In defense of ska picks. <laughs> yeah, in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I'll... <laughs> I, I love. I I hope Adam and uh, I hope they don't take offense <laughs> over at that show because I, I I love Adam and Aaron so much. Yeah. Um, so I'll go, I'll go over mine real quick. So yeah, where do you want to start? And so like one, I want to give why I call these like ska favorites versus like best because it just seems so arrogant to say best. I'm just saying these are the ones that really caught my attention the most. That I and yeah, it of course is saying that they're good. I think they're good. And yeah. but it's to I av- hope you think they're good, yeah. but it's like to avoid that sort of like I know what's best for everyone sort of thing. Um, but okay, because you know, art and, and things are subjective, yeah. So, um, first up, some singles that I, I really liked. Uh, um, is this ska by Dang It as a really good song? Um, mixed up by Simple Minded uh, Sim- Symphony. Uh, I can't say that word. Um, I just really love both the message and uh, just the heart of the song, especially uh, <laughs> at the end. The who the fuck am I supposed to beat? Like that part. I just love it. <laughs> um, same day by the Abrupters. Or sorry, someday like the Abrupters. My bad. Um, I just, you know, I they're one of the bands that don't fall into my typical love of ska. Um, oh really? Yeah, well, because they're not like they're a little bit more two tony, yeah, and they're a little li- bit more traditional. I don't tra- get yeah. much two tone off. I guess you're right. They're a little bit more traditional rock steady ska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, than I normally listen listen to, but they really keep the energy up. So okay. I I yeah, yeah, yeah. I just appreciate. It. I think it's also the dual vocals that I like too. Yeah, I'm I always love dual vocals. I love dual vocals. <laughs> yeah. I'm usually kind of a sucker for that stuff. Um, so Some Days is a really good song. And uh, also, When the Fever Breaks by the Inevitables, you know, they put out a bunch of singles this year, and I think that was just the best. Um, and they're doing some really good stuff. And uh, um, the song Like That by Bite Me Bambi, they're just killing it with everything they're doing. Um, yeah. So for EPs, um, so EPs, just so you know, like it's just longer than it's like not a single but not a full album. That's what three to seven songs, twenty five minutes or less. Yep. 
Um, and there's there shouldn't be a title track if it's only three songs because <laughs> that's just a single with two B sides. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Bruce Lee Band Division in the Heartland. That's just a really because we we both picked that one. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We both did have that, and it's just a really good EP. I I think Bruce Lee Band is is you know really great and uh, yeah. exciting. Uh, Mason's Party. Um, Another the... ding right there, man. Yeah, yeah. I think those are the only two that we picked on our entire lists. That, that is the same. same, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a couple last year too, though I don't remember what they were. But we had a couple of crossovers last year too. Yeah, I believe. I believe we did. I think we both picked the Kill Lincoln album, if I'm not wrong. Yes, and yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was something else, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Mason's Party, just high energy, just like you know, what if. Uh, um ska took mountain dew and um shot it into the veins and uh so yeah i just i love it it's a fun ep and uh so sergeant scagnetti versus uh hans gruber and the diehards i just thought that was a like clever campaign that they did sergeant scagnetti's song and the video for it were just like killer to me um and the hans gruber song i think it's medical advice where has that line of like like eight out of ten dentists agree that you should never go see your grandmother again or something like uh super hilarious and um and uh loser did the super guario cart ep um i just love all that all those songs i think uh loser slash chris growl uh, it's really creative, both in songwriting and and the videos for it, and I just thought it was great. I think it was outstanding, uh, for sure. Um, and keep in mind, most of these really aren't in any sort of particular order. Like, yeah, you, know. you always put an order to yours, and I never put an order to mine. So, like, but I put them in. I didn't put them in order, as in my intention wasn't to put them in order, as in I think. The first one I'm saying is better than the last one I'm saying or something like that. Yeah. I'm just numbering them as like, here's five. <laughs> here's, you know, but anyway, so uh, for albums, um, I'm actually, I'm one caveat and I'll mention this album last because I do All actually right. think it's the best. Um, <laughs> uh, Andy B and the world, the first one, I just, it's a really good record. But it's when you think about how it came together, yeah, it makes yeah, it a phenomenal record, yeah. and just something that stands out to have just this cohesive sound by so many different artists. And obviously, yeah. Andy, Andy, you know, is is the heart and soul of it. So, yeah. you know, having his voice probably you know helped shape the album overall. But like, just the mere fact that it was able to put together um and it does have some really good songs on it um big d in the kids table um do your art i just fell in love with that record um you know it's just such a joy uh and it's kind of got a lot of different musical styles on it too uh as far as ska goes um so and then like we are the union ordinary life i just I just that was it. a hard one for me not to put on my list, but yeah. I just realized I didn't listen to it as much as I did the records that are on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really liked it, though. I really like what We Are The Union's doing lately. Yeah, and I think I part of me really loved it because, 
you know, Reed was stepping out um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, um, lyrically and stuff, and being honest, um, yeah. you know, more so. Um, and I felt Reed had a, a good track record of writing honest songs mm-hmm. before yeah. this album. Um, and so to just kind of have her just open up even more was yeah. phenomenal. Um, and, uh, you know, it's interesting that, you know, Reed was sharing a story that not everyone goes through, you know, yeah. experience that not everyone goes through, but somehow really wrote an album that connects, I think mm-hmm. really well with a lot of people. Um, and then of course, um, I mean, these last two records, if anyone didn't think I was going to put them on there, uh, I don't think you're fools. Pay- you fools. <laughs> I don't you knew think this was coming. I don't think you're paying attention at all. Um, half past two, uh, self-titled. Um, I just, I, I love the record. You know, I, I'm going to be honest. There's a part of me that was like bummed that I kind of had heard a lot of the songs before it came out. Yeah, so uh, this is something I kind of do want to talk about, um, uh, because there there was that, but then there was also I loved so many of the singles off this. Yeah. Um, at the same time, uh, and so I, I talk about the band Bis a lot because they're my favorite band ever. Yeah. Um, but when they put out their first album, they purposely rewrote. They purposely wrote all new songs, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they go back and say we probably should have taken some of the best songs off our EPs and some of our singles and put them on this record. It probably would have sold better and <laughs> done better. So it, it's like one of those things you can come at it either way. Like you know, old school albums. The idea was to collect all the singles onto one album. You know, like a photo album collecting pictures. Sure. Uh, that was the idea. That's where the nomenclature comes from. But there's also like you know, do you want to give new all new songs to your fans or do you want to have this next collection for your album? And it's it's something, it's it's a hard, it's it's a t- two-bladed sword um, because you felt this way about that past two album. I gave you an example where a band thought exactly the opposite. You know, they wish they would have done that. Yeah. Well, I was more so referring to not so much that they had released several of these songs on singles um, and even the song Shine, which was at least in its inception was nearly two years old by the time the record came out. Um, But I more so meant actually from behind the scenes, because there were a few Uh, songs that didn't, you didn't really hear until like right as the record was coming out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, but I had already heard them. Um, There was a, you you can't count inside baseball against them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not but I but I'm just saying for like me I'm like maybe I should have just like uh push away you know to have yeah, that. Yeah, I kind of they might be giants just do this thing where they would like give us all our, the demos. Weezer did that too before uh right. Maladroit came out where they kept posting all the demos. Yeah. And and after a while it just got to be like, well now I'm not excited for Maladroit. Right. <laughs> Cuz it, it's kind of like finding out your Christmas present like before the morning, you know, you found it in your parents' room, like, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it's. It, I can understand maybe some of the 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 letdown upon like I finally have it in my hands. Yay! Oh yeah, it's in my hands. And I think as time goes on, you'll appreciate that they're all right there on that that one collection. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to it a bunch of times. Both. Oh yeah, you have. Uh, I have too. Both on. So I like. I still love it. 
So like I'd never I'm not trying to undermine it's still on the list and and I can I can fight, you know, I can talk about the album's maturity and and all this stuff and and the and you know the song Top Gun I think is really phenomenal. Um, you know, and just uh Tara stepping up to write such amazing lyrics. Yeah. And uh so I just think, you know, but that was sort of like um, one thing. And so, okay. So for my last record, and I'm just going to say it, my favorite record of the year, and it literally was, uh, released a year ago. I think this week, um, yeah, it was the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, it is five iron frenzies until this shakes apart. And I'm going to be honest, this is the one record. I'm just going to say, look, if you didn't put this record, cause I get it. Art subjective and all that stuff, and I never want to tear people down, but if you didn't put this record on... If you could make a top ten list, and you can't find a spot for this record, I no longer trust your judgment in music. Like, it is... Matt just said he no longer trusts my judgment in music. <laughs> I'm giving you the caveat that if you had a top ten list that you... Matt, <laughs> Matt you no longer trust my judgment. <laughs> I'm just saying it's such it's a, a great record, but it for me wasn't even top ten. Uh boo. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Boo. It's such a phenomenal record. It's it, it's it's you're right. It's totally a subjective thing. Um I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh but yeah, no, no. I I enjoyed at least ten more records ahead of that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. I just I don't understand anyone who didn't like this record i don't i don't i don't know how to explain it and to you. <laughs> um, i mean did the i mem- wish i could did the members of really fiverr and frenzy come over and like slap you around a bunch and so you just don't like them anymore no, um, no i've seen them live a couple times uh, um yeah no i don't i don't know i, I mean I, and i'm not it's not bad I'm just saying there's more records i like ahead of them uh, it's such like I, I, here's the thing and it's it's always been really hard um Five Iron Frenzy has touched you in a way that Johnny Sacco and the boys in Coolidge have touched me. It is, it's hard to put into words. It's hard to explain. And you will never, you will, you will never not have their stuff as some of your favorites. Um, I can tell Matt's trying to cue up a song and then have no. me say why it's bad. And I'm not gonna, cause I think it's great. I um, think it's a great album. First of all, just, you just, should let Five Iron Frenzy touch you too. Because um, <laughs> they've had thirty years, almost. <laughs> and they and they and apparently they haven't touched you. I'm just I'm not even sure if I'm in the right spot. But we're gonna listen to this, and you're gonna. I'm just saying, best. I'm not saying they're bad. That's best like, trombone that's like solo. Here we go. Here we go. Album is good. Now, t- explain to me why that's not the best trombone solo you've ever heard. Oh, well, uh, first of all, that is definitely not the best trombone solo I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Uh, Let's not forget 
that Dan Reagan solo and she's got a girlfriend now isn't one of the best Scott Punk's trombones. It is, ever. but this is so yeah, much more. Exactly. Exactly. But I know it's been 20 years. I understand well, that, man. It's to me, I would argue, I would say that sort of like it matches both the heart of this this trombone solo adds to the heart of the song and like pushes the song in like just makes it more fiery and and just you know less silly and less um i just you know because you know you know the song is about you know business and and kind of like pushing out small businesses and all that you know gentrification stuff like it's got a good message and an amazing trombone solo you should like it more (laughs) that's the whole point of the record We've got fire music with good message. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I will defend this album to the day. I mean, I, 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 that's <laughs> true. Thinking, I'm thinking it's bad. I'm just like, just like more stuff other than this admittedly great art. I'm not saying it's bad art. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you seen the cover? Like, it's got this really telling um, photo um, behind it from the riots of 2020. And then the title of the album over it, it's just amazing. And uh, if you don't like it, burn in hell. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't... Whoa, <laughs> just kidding. Harsh, brother. Just kidding. <laughs> Look, it's clear I love Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, love this album because it was just... Um, the Even the album before this, like, their new sound was a little... Took a little bit getting used to. Yeah. Um. But this, I think, just was a good mixture of sort of... I will tell you, I've liked these last two albums more than I liked their previous work. Yeah, and a lot of people... That have, is for sure. That is for yeah, sure. Yeah, a lot of people have said that. Yeah. And I kind of get. And what's funny is a lot of people who then say that, and I don't know if it's your opinion, but like a lot of people I've heard say that, they'll then say, you know, because it's less religious or it's less... Christian oh, talk. Religious has nothing to yeah. do with. I, to be fair, I've always said Five Iron Frenzy is is the best Christian ska band. Yeah, they clearly uh, are. And they, no, and it, it was always weird for me to even call them a Christian ska band. Yeah, that 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 title almost comes with some baggage with it, sure. as they're like, oh, not that great, because they are always they have always been a legitimately great band. Yeah, like there's a reason I've seen them a handful of times. And I haven't seen other Christian ska bands more than once. Yeah, I I would um, um, I would say that this album particularly is, it, I think it's weird to argue that it's like less Christian. I know it like says Jesus less, quote unquote, like whatever, but it's weird. But anywho, um, you let's don't need to talk about Jesus to be a good Christian. Come on, <laughs> that's true. Um. But yeah, I think it's and if look if you if you haven't checked it out and I don't know why you, you haven't listened to it yet. Oh, you should t- definitely listen to it. Um, check it out because uh, it's a great album. And uh, if you disagree, um, don't ever bother coming back to the show. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was just gonna log off right then for a <laughs> joke, and then that would ruin your record, though. <laughs> yes, yes, probably would. All right, RJ, why don't you tell us about some of your big ska picks? I took up all uh. the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta go. I uh, know. <laughs> uh, so my my top five singles, and and I, I am gonna 
point a few things out about how the more things change, the more they seem the same. So my top five singles, and I always list uh, them in alphabetical order just because I'm boring like that. Uh, so it was uh, Backyard Superheroes, their new single, Music in My Head, that came out this summer. Uh, Cartoon Violence, their song, Friend or Foe, which came out earlier this year, uh, earlier in 2021. Uh, Orska Band put out a new single called She in, I believe, November. And I, I, almost, I almost missed it friggin' phenomenal. I love those gals. Uh, then Paul the Kid, Fuck Your New Tone. We were talking about it, I think, on the last recorded episode. Yeah. That song makes me want to dance so bad. And it starts off like not so ska and then totally goes into like a total hardcore ska beat, then becomes an Oasis song for a couple <laughs> bars. Yeah. And it goes into a... Oh, I, I cannot get enough of that song. And then finally, uh, a band out of Russia, their name translates to Good Times. The name of the song is you do not understand anything. Um, and it starts off kind of like a punk song, then segues into a great ska song. Um, but what I was saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Last year on my top five singles, also had a Backyard Superhero song and a Paul the Kid song. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So I obviously dig those bands pretty hardcore. Uh, so top five EPs, uh, like me and Matt said already, Bruce Lee Band, Trouble in the Heartland, and Mason's Party, self-titled EP. Those are both some of our favorite EPs of last year. Uh, Danny Radic with the Slackers. I didn't even know this thing was coming out, this wow. EP. It's a 10-inch record, and it's only so far on record. There's no digital release for it. Hmm. Um, so you got to get this 10-inch off uh, Grover in the uh, the Europe and then Jump Up in the States. Uh, it is great. I like it was masterminded by uh, Dave Hilliard from the Slackers. Danny came on. Danny's a great singer. If you were a fan of her previous band, the Solar Addicts, like just a ball of fun. Uh, Half Past Two Holidays. I have listened to this EP over and over again. And uh, like I said to Tara when they were on the show, just the idea is so genius yeah. that I, I couldn't help but like that that genius, that cleverness just kind of always gets me. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, my last EP was uh, Root Beard, The Good, The Beard, and The Ugly, the latest EP from Scottish uh, pirate ska band Root Beard. <laughs> Love those chaps um, and ladies. Uh, and also... Last year, I had a Slackers release and a Rude Beer release, uh, a Rude Beard release on my favorite EPs. Wow. Like, <laughs> the stuff I like, I, I like so hardcore. Yeah. Uh, but no crossovers on my, my top five albums. Um, so we have Cat Bite, new one. I think that might be my actual most listened to album of yeah, the year. Yeah, that was definitely one of the ones yeah. that was hard for me not to put. Yeah. on there i was actually surprised it wasn't on your list somewhere but it, then when i saw what you picked i was like i don't know where he would have fit it in i don't know what he would have dropped for this the it's contender i can tell you it's contender was andy b in the world but oh, oh. yeah it just was like mm, if i yeah. had like if we made it top 10 like yeah i yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. you would definitely be on there i think we'd have more crossovers between the two of us probably <laughs> probably uh, I already mentioned them. Uh, my next album is Coolidge, Condition Transmission. I've right. listened to that record over and over again. Um, I was very happy earlier this year when I got to talk to a couple of members of the band, Chris and Josh. Uh, and I got to talk to Josh again when I talked about Johnny Sacco on the Talking Records podcast. Um, but yeah, no, this Coolidge album, this is all... This reminds me of when I was in my early 20s going to Sacco shows when they were doing that ska rock thing. Like this is this this to me this is nostalgic, but new in ways that I was not expecting uh, when I heard they were putting out a new album after all this time. 
Then we got Mr. Kingpin introducing Mr. Kingpin. I just, I just love Mr. Kingpin. I love John Bravo, that guy. And I was not ex- when when he started like leaking tracks to me before the awful album came out. I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting something more in the line, along the lines of Rude King, to all be right. honest. And then this is not Rude King. This is not Rude King at all. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Salome Fur, the German ska band, and their new album Scatterlights. This one caught me off guard. They were a band I did not even know about until I started putting together the last week in ska lists. Oh. And I, I discovered them and that I was a, like, they released three singles ahead of that album. I was like, oh, when's this album coming out? When's this album coming out? And it finally came out and I just, I loved it. It's got songs in English and in German and German's like the only language I kind of understand a little bit more than just passing. Uh, so that's always fun for me to listen to songs in German. Uh, I really should know more Spanish, but I never thought I'd live in Southern California. So I was like, <laughs> I don't need to learn Spanish. Um, and then finally, the the new album Tombstone from Western Standard Time Scout Orchestra. I, I just, I got that, that that came out later in the year and I've listened to it so much. I have it on vinyl and I just throw it on my uh, record player and just spin the hell out of it. Much like Cat Bite. It almost kind of replaced Cat Bite um, mm-hmm. when I got it as, as the, the thing that's constantly spinning on it during uh, my lunch break. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. Laid back, kind of loungy, that big band ska sound that Western Standard Time has going on. So, yeah, and hey, if uh, COVID ever abates, Western Standard Time and Mr. Kingpin are playing a show together in March. Yeah, so, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully I hope that. to go. Oh, yeah. I want to go so bad. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, like, if we were making a top 10 list, Catbite would have been on there. Flying yeah. Raccoon Suit would have been on there. Yeah. And uh, Joystick definitely would have been on there. Like, Yeah, I would have. Uh, Flying Raccoon Suit definitely would have been if there's top 10. The Big D, Do Your Art, would have been on there if I was mm. doing a top 10. Yeah. Like, for sure. We Are the Union definitely would have been on there if I was doing the top 10 as well. Yeah. yeah. So no, no doubt about it. It was definitely, like, a hard year. It uh, was a really hard <laughs> year. Um, I think last year, my albums were, were really simple. This and yeah. the EPs and everything were really hard. But this year... I think the albums are just as hard as everything else. Yeah. Across the board. Single EPs for me uh, were a little bit easier. It didn't feel like maybe there were things I forgot about, unfortunately. That's what I'm There's a ton of good EPs out, but I think the cream of the crop EPs were definitely like (laughs) the EPs to go after, which is why we both had two of the same (laughs) on our EP list. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. You kind of threw me a curveball on what your definition for a single was. Because you said it wouldn't be on a on another release, so that I had to yeah. do do some quick replacements. Well, so like, because in my head, I was trying to give every type of person yeah. who put out a release yeah. like a a thing, like yeah. so, like, dang it, he kind of hasn't put out any yeah, an EPs, album, yeah. so I've got to then, you know, and some other people like, if it didn't show up on an album anywhere then but it's just a standalone single that they put out then that's sort of made sense to me because like because then it's okay so like take half past two who put out a bunch of singles from the new record see mean green would have definitely been one of my top singles right so it just seemed sort of unfair to put the same people in same categories so for an album that i guess it's because i'm like i when someone puts together an album, that feels more like a different 
thing than even an EP. It yeah. feels like a different thing than a single. So yeah. if I find yeah, out for me, singles lead to EPs or they lead to albums usually. Yeah. Um, and if they don't, they def- end up like on a compilation work. Yeah, like, some sometimes. So but... so for me, singles can lead to things, but they can also not lead to things. Yeah. Um, I, I think I probably would have put uh, "Set It All on Fire" by Loser and "We Are the Union" as well. Was one of my yeah. singles because I I listened the hell out of that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, all right. So we're greed, five hundred frenzy until the shake is part best album of the year. Everything else, that's yeah, okay. <laughs> to each your own. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we head out, of course, we're gonna do ska picks, and I'm gonna tell you about my ska pick. Um, yeah, buddy. So my ska pick is from a band, um, from actually Huntington Beach, California, nice. and they only. Pretty, they're basically until like I think like 2013 or something. Uh, they pretty much they basically existed from like 1993 to 1995, and then started in the last like five six years performing again. And it's a the Goodwin Club. Uh, they released. Nice. They um, put out a single called "See No Color." And it's actually off the um, Pay Attention Records uh, Too Hectic compilation. Um, so it's from that. Um, and uh, so they finally put it out as a single. And uh, we're going to listen to the Goodwin Club See No Color. Such a energetic song, and they're great live. Um, I recently I haven't had the pleasure yet. I recently saw them with um, Half Past Two at their record release show, and um, yeah, they uh, they put a lot of confetti uh, in my face and all <laughs> over the floor, and I literally um, uh, it just got all over my feet and got all over my car and. <laughs> Just covered it. They not only were they shooting off confetti things, but glitter everywhere. Like uh, it was a good time. So yeah, uh, check out the the Goodwin Club. Um, see no color, and um, their album from the mid '90s is pretty good too. Check that out. Um, yeah. So RJ, why don't you tell us about your Scott pick? 
Uh, my Scott pick is from the the lovely group Flying Raccoon Suit. Uh, recently, they were on a that aforementioned MU330 tribute album called These Tracks Have Energy, and they did a cover of the song uh, Tell Another One, which I believe is off uh, Ultra Panic, which is uh, a great MU330 album because secretly they almost all are great <laughs> MU330 albums. Uh, and I mean, and it just doesn't stop there. We have uh, Must Build Jacuzzi does a cover of The Punisher downtown. But really, for me, the highlight was this fantastic song, Tell Another One by Flying Raccoon Soup. This might be the one that finally breaks RJ. <laughs> RJ, this doesn't sound uh, too scow like. I don't. I. In fact, I I'm pretty sure a, this is from Bon Jovi from the '80s. I have just a burning hatred for Bon Jovi's music. I don't know. John John Bon Jovi seems like a nice guy. Cool, rad in my book. Music, ugh, ugh. <laughs> I used to, stuff like Bon Jovi, which made me as a kid think I just didn't like music. Really? <laughs> I I did not even like music until like '94, '95. Yeah. No, wow. not at all. I was just, like 60 surf songs, Jan and Dean, Beach Boys, all day long. But then I thought, yeah, music fell off a cliff after that because everything after that just is kind of dumb. Because I didn't know Devo at the time. I didn't know Blondie <laughs> at the time. All right. So here is Flying Raccoon Suit <laughs> with their cover of Tell Another One. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. fun song it is it was one of my favorite mu songs because i just i love mu so much uh and then you know i i see this awesome uh compilation coming out and darn if all the bands didn't nail it even the bands that weren't ska bands doing interesting covers for uh these tracks of energy uh just fun times but like i had to give a special shout to to uh, flying raccoon suit because i think that song and and then like it must build jacuzzi those might be my highlights but the abruptors did a really really good job too i i, I can't pick they're all my favorite Matt. But that <laughs> but that is my scott pick of the week is uh flag raccoon suit tell another one awesome well yeah, buddy well that is our first episode of 2022 coming to an end and uh thank you for joining us thank you for always listening and supporting the podcast and uh remember that 
Five Iron Frenzy, Until This Shakes Apart. It's the best album of 2021. Uh, enjoy it or die. Uh, Debatable. Uh, of love and hugging. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. And until next week, keep listening to Ska. You've been listening to On The Upbeat. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get all the new episodes as soon as they're available. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at On The Upbeat Ska. Follow our Spotify playlist, Ska Favorites. It features all the songs heard on the show. Please consider joining our Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash ontheupbeatska to sign up today. And thank you for supporting On The Upbeat.